P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rain! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. It's fun to have some fun. Fun, fun. Tommy, that's uh, a cake thing. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey, Hoff fans. Welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk all things Philip Seymour Hoffman and beyond and watch the films. And we have a confession today. We are well aware that you guys voted for, surprisingly, you guys voted for Scent of a Woman, you Hoff fans out there. And we recorded our Scent of a Woman episode. We had fun. We did a lot of Pacino accents. And the recording crapped out. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. And, you know, we're kind of up against it. We didn't have a lot of time. Also, these are rewatches, guys. They're not, they're not, um, you know, watch a movie and talk about it episodes. If you want those episodes, you can check our archive at cageclub.me. But Kyle, you have to admit, you were, and I were both not in the mood. Not, we liked the film, but we were not in the mood to watch Scent of a Woman again, back to back, considering it's two hours and a half long, and then have the same conversation. No, Brian, we were. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, fuck it. O- Owning Mahoney was second place in a voting of two. <laughs> so, so we're, we're deceiving you like Dan Mahoney. Yes, exactly. We're on brand today. We're on theme. <laughs> You're going to get some, Different kind of accents in this episode, I promise you that. We're doing Owning Mahoney. There's not going to be a Wheel of Hoffman at the end because, you know, next week or the week after, depending on when we have time, we'll watch Scent of a Woman again, and we'll give you that one, we promise. But sorry, guys, yeah. we just couldn't do two in a row. <laughs> Twice in a row. <laughs> a marathon double watching of Scent of a Woman. I don't know if it's uh, ever been done. Yeah. Maybe by the editors originally. but And like talking about it exactly too. exactly like f- feeling an obligation and while i love talking it just doing that twice in a row would just be and we're not you know we're still doing it remotely there's something different than like sitting next to another and like yeah. laughing in person and or if like yeah know. if i was at your place and we were having some drinks and scent of a woman was on usa and we caught it halfway through and we're just talking about things and then we find out it's playing again as they do sometimes and we leave it on the tv that's different than sitting down at a computer watching well, if it was the on thing. usa it would be like nine hours fair fair but we would just be casual talking about things not like focused on yes, the film yeah. intently so you get it that was a long the long story of why we're doing owning mahoney instead but here goes it. And I got nervous because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. But Kyle, thankfully, you found it on YouTube of all places. And not YouTube to rent. Yeah. Just YouTube just, streaming. Just like uh, our neighbors to the north, this movie gets no respect. And it's just on YouTube for you all to watch. You know, I thought you were going to say, just like our neighbor in the north's health care, it's free for everyone. 
Oh, that's way better. That's, <laughs> that's why you made the high school improv team and I didn't. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this one, this is going to be like, you're like, Charlie, you got to try the poutine, Charlie. <laughs> so again, we found it on YouTube. You can find it on, on YouTube as well. Just search for it. Maybe they'll take it off by that point, but whatever copy you have, this one, we're just going to start at the same time and you could time yourself accordingly. There's no like, extra thing at the beginning um you know we might give a timestamp here or there so kyle are you ready to press play uh yeah i just you know i wanted to see actually it's it's just on a black screen right before it goes into this mountain so point being the length on youtube is an hour 45 18 but where it begins is right before this uh uh production company's mountainscape it's not paramount whatever it is yeah it's a, it's a very maybe it's a canadian production company with its wilderness oh. its beautiful wilderness being shown who knows so yes uh, i am i i am ready though i'm gonna try to see does it have no i thought sometimes these things have subtitles but they're like weirdo subtitles that like tries to li- like their computer trying to listen so it gets it wrong most of the time but no it does not um just make sure this volume's okay. So I guess press play when I say play. I'll count you down. Okay. Three, two, one, play. All right. The mountainscape, as you said. And just a reminder, guys, I mentioned it before, but you could check out all our past episodes, not just our Still Hoffman rewatches, but our original P.S. I Love Hoffman watches, wherever you get your podcasts and on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, but again, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that. And Alliance Atlantis, that's what that is. Yes, this is nice, this is nice what we're seeing right here. This is Niagara Falls. It is, indeed. I remember we were so excited when we covered this movie because we're like, yes, Hoffman, early on, right away. Yeah, yeah, it really, it's, at this point, it was, yeah, one of those earlier films that to get him that soon was just such a treat. Good Hoffman accent, good Hoffman mustache, a lot of cool things in this movie. But I guess it's not as popular of a movie as I thought it was, considering it's streaming nowhere and didn't get a lot of votes. Yeah, I don't remember I, I remember like the plot of this movie but i don't remember much else i know he's a banker he steals money and he gambles based on real events in tirana tirana <laughs> i don't think they say tirana i know they don't pronounce the second t but i don't think the last o is an a Toronto. tirano 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 oh you're from tirano oh oh Ooh, that was cool. Phil Seymour Hoffman with the vault like that, like the tumblers. Yeah. You a mini driver fan? Not really, to be honest. I like her. Maury Chalkin. It's not that I don't like her. Just, oh, John the, Hurt. Uh, the late John Hurt. Who does he always get confused for? William Hurt. William Hurt. That's an easy one. Not like physically, but the names. No, yeah. The Hurt Brothers. <laughs> So 
So this is 80, this is like 1980, 1982, right? Yeah. It's weird. It's Toronto, but we're seeing a lot of dollars, like American dollars, not Canadian Yeah, where are the loonies at? (laughs) I don't think loonies were a thing at that point. I believe loonies came into existence maybe the late 90s, loonies and toonies. Oh, really? Yeah, because they didn't have the uh, coins for the dollars. That's like a, most countries switched to coin dollars in like the 90s because it's, it's cheaper. We didn't, of course, because we're very stubborn about our money. Mm. There you go. Like, they might have had it. Again, Canadian fans, please correct me. Like, they might have had it, but it wasn't, like, the standard loonies and toonies. It might have been, like, our Susan B. Anthony coin, you know? I see. But, like, you can't... I don't believe you can get a paper Canadian $1 or a $2. Based on the book No Limit by Gary Ross, would you have liked that title better, No Limit, than Owning Mahoney? No, Owning Mahoney's better. No Limit just sounds like very generic, like, it could be anything. Not that Owning Mahoney paints a picture, but I don't know, I like it includes the character's name. You like that, because you prefer Coogan's trade over Killing Me Softly. You like the person's name in the title. Yes. Steve Coogan's trade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are exactly what I picture Canadian accents as. So they could be completely wrong. We don't know. Neither of these people are Canadian, but some Canadian bills here. I just love that Like his mouth moves very little when he's talking. It's very weird and... This is a very, this is like a blonde version of uh, Gus, what's his name, from Charlie Wilson's War. You know, the glasses and the mustache. Oh, Gus. I just call him Gus. He has a big Greek name. Yeah. Already we're getting, you know, some deep banking talk. Yeah, my favorite. noticeably, he looks like one of the youngest people there. Yeah, they, like, made a choice, obviously, to say that he's the youngest assistant manager or or bank assistant Something like that. Something like that, whatever they said. But, yeah, definitely looks like the youngest at the table. These are certainly the people who are around his age. All about procedure. <laughs> At this point, Philip Seymour Hoffman's got to be in his, like, early... About... This is... What year is this? This is, uh... Mahoney Mahoney, we should know that. <laughs> 2003. 2003. So he passed away... It, uh, 11 years later, and he was, I think, 44, 45. So, yeah, he's, like, our age or a year older. Which is crazy point. to think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's our buddy Phil. He's in the yeah. movie. 
Uh, the late Mori Chakin is that Chakin Ch- Ch- Povich. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I need a day or two, guys. So he's already into gambling, you could tell, but also you could tell this guy is a shady character because he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a blazer. Yeah, racist. What? <laughs> no, not because of that. <laughs> he's oh. like everyone's in these like three-piece banking suits and uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like a bad comic book villain. <laughs> Do you bet on the ponies or on the dogs or on the? Uh, no, I certainly ro- don't ro- bet on dog racing or um, robots and... riding camels or. No, I'm not a. Uh, I do like sports betting, though. In my state, you can't do it, so I only do it when I go to like Vegas or something. Um, but I do not bet on horse racing. I just don't know enough about it. I know it's a complete. No pun intended. It can be a complete crapshoot. If you don't know anything about it. Yeah. I know nothing and it's like, I, yeah, zero interest in losing my money that way. The only time like I'm tempted is like during like the big races, like the Derby and stuff, because like there's a lot on the internet and stuff about, um, you know, like handicapping the races and people say, oh, this horse or that horse, and it gets a little interesting, but I would never put big bucks. I wouldn't even put big bucks on sports gambling unless I was a billionaire or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I never plan on making my money via gambling. And if, if you're out there and you do have a gambling addiction, it's a very serious problem. I don't mean to make light on it. I think you, it's like 1-800-GAMBLER you can call. Something like that. Let's see. Just want to be sure if anyone out there. Yes, 1-800-GAMBLER. So he's taken out 10,300, 10, I think. Whatever, he's just going to do it this one time and he'll be able to replenish the money. It's not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal at all. I'm already not, as I've definitely discussed in other episodes, like a fan. In the end, I recognize their movies and it's not real life or whatever, so that's fine. But, like, I'm not a fan of, uh, you know, the situation keeps getting worse. Like, so Ben Stiller movies like that just always get me, like, give me fucking agita. Someone had a really good term for this the other day. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. A movie where, like, that keeps happening. And, but, like, and then this is like that, too. But then also without the humor. So I'm just like, ah, oh, like, it just gives me just... It gets me so much anxiety <laughs> and just makes me so, I don't know, just makes like depressed. Because I also, I just love Philip Seymour Hoffman so much and his acting is so convincing. I'm like, why are you letting him go through this? Like, why are you putting yourself through this? Weird. This only has four trivia facts on Wikipedia, on uh, IMDb. IMDb? Yes. 
And one of them, I think they say at the end of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, says the real person on which character Dan Mahoney is based is now a consultant for the company that investigates fraud. Cool. Yeah. Catch me if you can. It's, plot. Exactly. I was just going to say. <laughs> this is like a less fun which Catch was, Me If You Can. Which Catch Me If You Can came out like right around the same time, right? Like that's got to be. Yeah, that, it makes sense. I like that movie. Oh, I yeah, I I prefer because it has it still it has like some humor to it. Like the characters, ha- like I don't do we. Except for maybe, like, one moment where he wins some money. Like, do we ever see this character have fun? <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. Um, so the real guy's name was Brian Maloney, not Dan Mahoney. And it was changed because the Prime Minister of Canada at the time of the movie's release was Brian Mulroney. And they didn't want to, you know, confuse that. Gotcha. Well, that's nice of them. That's such a Canadian thing to do. It is. It remi- You remember that movie came out? It was like, I love you, Philip Morris. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like Philip Morris tobacco or anything like that. It was just like another dude named Philip Morris, and it confused a lot of people. Oh, I, didn't, I actually didn't know that aspect of the story. I mean, yeah, I know what you're talking about with Jim Carrey and uh Yeah, it has nothing Hugh to McGregor. do with... Like, yeah. Philip Morris is like the largest tobacco company, but it has nothing to do with that. See, like, that's something, like, uh, when you tell me that, oh, okay, I know that, but it's not something that, like, I, information I retain, so I, I just, I didn't, I didn't think that when I saw that title. Well, you, I mean, I think, I would say the so average American, you're not a smoker or whatever, but, like, the yeah. average yeah. American of a certain age, plus every smoker, knows Philip Morris. Because they used to be huge advertisers on TV as well. But I think in our adulthood... You can't advertise cigarettes on TV, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen a cigarette ad on TV in a very long time. <laughs> Me neither. I don't even. I don't remember a single one from when we were like. T- well, the Marble or Man in like magazines and stuff. Like, yeah, when we were younger, you could yeah. still do it in magazines. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you can't even in magazines. Most magazines, you can't. Or I, mean, I don't know if it's a law. Or just I don't, like, it can't be because that's like freedom of speech. But obviously, no, but they they don't give a fuck about cigarette companies. They don't get freedom of speech. Big Tobacco is like so hated. Hey, I'm an asthmatic. I have zero interest or sympathy for them. So, like, you can't like you could say freedom of speech, but you can't put a gun ad in like Sports Illustrated for kids. You know? No, like, of course, yeah, but <laughs> like, like a like. Playboy or Hustler doesn't have cigarettes. Not to say sex and cigarettes are, you know. You tell me, Kyle. You're a subscriber. <laughs> I was in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah, this the director of this really didn't do much else. His, no. He did two things after, or one one more feature after this, and that wasn't until 2011. Yeah, these are the worst IMDb facts. It says, the movie's budget was $10 million, which is roughly the amount that the real person who Dan Mahoney is based on stole from the bank which he worked. Cool. <laughs> and the other fact is, while this is not a remake, The Borrower of 1984 was based on the same true story. Ooh, interesting. He directed a movie called Love and Death on Long Island. Oh, I like that title. Yeah, I knew you would. And it has, and uh, John Hurt is in it, so. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, now I'm interested. It's based it's Canadian. Off of a, it's based off of a novel. It's Canadian. What's Canadian? The movie too. Love and Death on Long Island. That's Canadian, UK Canadian film. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I thought you were saying like educating me that there's a Long Island Canada. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> it's like up in Newfoundland or something. It's pretty Long Island. It's it's, it's mediocre. I'd say. I yeah. guess if you want to say it's long, it's long. Hello. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Does this really happen? Because like, I, I, I don't ever want to win money in a casino if this happens. Well, if I ever I've... won, it would just run, you know. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've been in casinos enough times that I, like, I can't say, I don't have, you know, a memory of how many times, but not, not a lot. The point being, I've never, ever seen that happen. The closest thing to that ever happening to me was when I was in the Bahamas and I thought this woman was into me and I realized, oh wait, she's a prostitute. (laughs) I mean, you paid at the end, so... (laughs) Like, it wasn't illegal. I don't think it's illegal there, right? We all pay in the end. (laughs) I think I'm good. I think, uh, and again, I mean, it's just, it's a tradition by now that not listening to the previous episode before doing these rewatches. But if I was a, if I was a betting man, uh, I would say I probably mentioned the music in that episode and there's something about it that just doesn't elevate this movie it's not terrible right now but that earlier like no, the, see i don't mind this right now the trumpet's not bad or cornet or whatever it was Ooh, a nice canadian flag oh i was like what are you talking about they're on a mattress she looks weird with blonde hair i like it though Blonde hair and bangs. Not like I, I like it because it, it totally takes me out of like Goodwill Hunting or something. You know, I don't feel like it's that many driver. Yeah, I have to. You know, I'm gonna look at her IMDb right now and try to figure out which movie I like her in the most. It's not that she's like bad in anything, but are you gonna go on your Mister Skin and see which movie she gets naked the most? If you could see me right now, I'm doing Paul Rudd imitating Mr. Skin <laughs> in Knocked Up. You know Mr. Skin? Well, we we talked about one of her movies on your podcast, actually. One of her first movies. She's not in Coming to America. No. <laughs> uh, Big Night. Oh. Well, that's a, that wasn't what I was trying to like think way back. That wasn't like one of my first movies. That's one of her first movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's actually, I like her a lot in that. I liked her a lot. Remember you were really into that film Hard Rain? I have no idea what that is. Hard Rain. It's a, it's a weather movie. She's in Goldeneye? I guess. Hard Rain is a movie that, uh, it rains a lot with Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. Oh. Uh, hmm. 
Oh, she did a voice in Jurassic Park Trespasser, the video game? <laughs> she famously gets naked in The Governess. That's why I mentioned that. It was big at the time, her naked scene. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> never, never saw it. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, I guess. Ella Enchanted. Um, um, what was it just, wait, I just had one. Oh, gr- yeah, so Gross Point Blank or Big Knife. I, I like her Jane in the animated Tarzan film. Oh, she does a good, yeah, she's, her voice is really fun in that. It's really, like, pretentious and posh. Are you a big sleepers guy? No, not really. Atlantic City from Canada. I guess it makes sense. And Atlantic City, you know. Atlantic City and Vegas in like the 80s and 90s were like on par. Now it's not even close. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I wish we had like the food scene that Vegas does in Atlantic City. Could you imagine? How cool would that be? But like Vegas was mostly downtown Vegas at this time. You know, you and I both know downtown Vegas and that's comparable to Atlantic City. You know what I mean? Like, and Atlantic City started to build up and at certain points even exceeded Vegas. But now again, it's not even a question now. And that's no offense to Atlantic City. You're a proud New Jerseyan. I like AC. Um, but if any, if anyone from New Jersey says that AC and Vegas are at the same level, that's ridiculous. No, it's just like uh, there's uh, just if I if I was gonna try to say one thing that AC has over Vegas, I guess I could try to make an argument for it's cool that it's right on the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, for sure, yeah, no, that you know, it's not, like not I guess it's on the beach, but and the, and then also I guess as a plus, then you could make well, it's it closer to tr- us. <laughs> Well, it's closer to us, but I'm just saying, but then you could say like, oh, you could make a trip and you could literally, you could do, well, definitely Philly, but you could do New York as well and make it like a fun, you know, trip. I I think that's what has taken away from it, ironically, that people have said that like, you're not going to AC for a week, you know, with your family, like unless you're doing beach or something like Vegas, you have to make a destination and AC, you could just do a day trip or a night or something. Yeah, I would never want to stay in Vegas for a week, though. Vegas is like three nights at the most, I think. Hey, I could. I definitely could. If I'm eating at a great place every night, hanging out by the pool, there's enough to do. Look, we we talk about this a lot. If I have limited vacation time, that's probably... But if I'm just like, like I said, no care in the world, billionaire, I I just travel places, could I spend a week in Vegas? Of course, because I'm just going to... Eat and drink and be merry, you know? Well, that too. And also, I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to say something besides Vegas, but I know you could, there are like national parks you could go to that are nearby. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, there's something I really do like about this $100,000. Like, I like the color. Like the colors. We like the colors of the chips and the green of the felt, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of cooler colors. Just a weird look they gave each other. Ooh, this guy's swarmy. <laughs> they pull people from those suites? I didn't. Wouldn't think. No, that's just. You don't do that. 
I think maybe in like a big, big, big sweep, but is this like, is this one? Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like, if this guy has been lingering there and losing for like a month or something, you know? Yeah. Ooh, European cuisine, my favorite. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> Foodie scene, kind of. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, barbecue ribs. You wouldn't count a casino as... Like, look, casinos serve drinks, they serve food, but you wouldn't count, like, the film Casino as a foodie film. Or would you? Uh, that's kind to... of a stretch. but like, yeah, yeah, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I've recently... I don't know when the episode's going to come out, but I've recently recorded the Grand Oh, wait, Budapest. they put this guy in the big suite. Oh, I was confused. I'm sorry, you recently recorded what? The Grand Budapest Hotel for foodie films. That I consider a foodie film because it's, like, accommodating in, like, that hotel. Like, even in the, they're very hands-on with food. And then you have the, uh, I for, always forget, we just would call her Ms. Ronin because I think it's, Sir, is it Sersha or Sir, Sersha Ronin from Lady Bird? Sersha. So there we yeah. go. So we would just say Ms. Ronin. Uh, Who? Who is your guest? Uh, a friend of mine from college. Oh, you met him. He's his name is Brian Wadsworth. He's his wife's name is Nicole as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool, cool guy. Yeah. So, um, but then so uh, I already forget how you said to pronounce her name. Searsha. Searsha. I think it's Searsha Ronan. Searsha Ronan. So I mean, her. You know, she's a baker in the movie. So I consider that a foodie film, like because the plot is also centralized around. Uh, a boy with apple painting and the pastries and breaking out of prison by putting the tools in the pastries. So, oh, I agree. Th- I agree. So that's enough. But casino, casino, I'd really, I know there's obviously a lot of drinking just in general, <laughs> but. Oh, so this is his. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was confused. It's his friend. Yeah. Because remember, they were going to AC together, duh. Yeah. That's not nice. No. Phyllis Muir Hoffman and and you have the same hair now, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just joking. I should part it like that. That's like the weird, awkward stage, but Phyllis Muir Hoffman, or we'll say Mahoney, has decided that that's his hair, you know? Like, it's, he's not growing it longer or anything. Yeah. His is much more uh, feathered than mine. But not in a glorious way. You know, not like a glorious no. '80s feathering. It's like a weak feather. Yeah, I was just quickly looking up uh, Wes Anderson's thing, and there's really not any. Grand Budapest Hotel is the closest to uh, a foodie film, but again, you're not counting it because it's a hotel. No, there's an, there's that plays a, that plays a part, but not. And also because, like, the hotel aspects of it is, like, it's there's, like, the pageantry of eating and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, there's plenty of other elements. So, Casino, I'd have to, yeah, none of the characters are, like, I don't know, working in the food or drink element. 
So I couldn't imagine. We covered this movie on my podcast, and this is, again has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> owning Mahoney. But do you, uh, on your famous food scenes, do you have that Rushmore dinner scene on there? Because I would put that on there. I love that scene when it's getting when really he, awkward with Bill oh, Murray an, and, uh, and Luke an Wilson. Luke Wilson. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't covered that one. I would put that on your list. That's an awesome scene. The other scene I was thinking of, that's Wes Anderson food scene, is Darjeeling Limited when they're like, uh, Owen Wilson's like choosing all their meals for them uh, on, yeah. the, on the train. There's a lot of great, I mean, in Rushmore, there's the, even choosing the sandwiches when he tells Bill Murray's True. wife around it. There's like, there's a lot two, of great two, two in that one. Yeah. Trying to think if there's any in, uh, I'm sure there are, but. Royal Tenenbaums that are like big ones that I'm trying to. Think there about. has to be, right? It feels there has like... to be, like. Like he got his ribs. Stiller. He got his ribs. I got... Speaking of foodie <laughs> scenes, yeah. The, uh, the, let's just call him a henchman or the wormy looking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks, I hope they cut to him again. He looks like a, like an emaciated, like small John Ham. <laughs> I, I forgot Show that they music. like use this guy to get to Mahoney. Yeah. Oh, this guy, you're right. Yeah, he does. Right? <laughs> um, so he's t- in the twins version of, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Quick, quick aside for uh, Tannenbaums. I looked it up quickly, and like they said, the biggest food scene there is when Gene Hackman says he has stomach cancer, but he orders that like greasy burger. Oh, uh, yep, that's definitely. There you go. You got to write all these like Wes Anderson food scenes down. Yeah. Washroom, very Canadian thing to say. Definitely way better than us saying bathroom. Yeah. And it's better than the loo, you know. That's just like so silly sounding. Yeah. What's so? What's what's the best? You got washroom, water. I say washroom's closet. pretty good. I say but, washroom's probably the best. But you know, it's like not bad. It just like conjures up bad meanings. But it's pretty realistic when people say, "Oh, where's your where's your toilet?" You know, that's probably why you're going to the bathroom. Yeah. Which so? Do you and say, it's not do you, it's not inappropriate in some countries to just say, "Oh, your toilet." You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess water closet's it's weird. All, it's all on the emph- em- like how you emphasize like or not even emphasize but just like your tone of like uh you know <laughs> you know, so, like can it go to the crapper like well no but yeah but just even like saying toilet like where's the toilet or the toilet like where's the toilet sounds worse than like like when you say it in certain ways it sounds like an area where it is rather than the physical object of it <laughs> But I remember going to Canada as a kid and asking for the bathroom, and they were looking at me like, which is weird because like you would think they would heard it in American movies. They're like, I'm like, oh, the washroom over there. <laughs> no, because a bathroom means to them, like in your home, there's a bathroom. where they're there. going to shower. Yeah, yeah. Where you're so going it's like to if you go. ask for that in a restaurant, it's like what? Yeah, I guess we just got as we do. We got lazy and just call it the same thing. Yep. 
How do you think this is going to work, Mahoney? I guess if you <laughs> have a gambling problem, you know, you're probably not thinking like that. <laughs> that or we should call it like the stall or something like that. Where's the stall? I don't know. I keep feeling like uh, Stevie Nicks is going to start playing, like, just like a white-winged dove. Because, like, you hear that beat <laughs> in the background. It's like, like a little slower. but Guy kind of looks like Matthew Broderick. Oh, they're going to say Matthew Perry, like a skinny friend's oh, Matthew too. Perry. A little bit of both. I forgot um, Matthew Perry is on, like, some episodes I've been binge-watching West Wing. Oh, I forgot about that, too. He plays a, a Republican lawyer for the white house we're uh we're kind of on a similar trajectory because i've been binge watching veep very different show but yes but they have you know some crossover characters like not or actors not actors yeah but it's great veep is great i can't believe it was seven seasons i know do do, have you is this like the first time you're watching it no no i've seen it and you you finished it like you watched the last season. Yeah, but I don't really remember the end. Yeah. I was like casually watching at the end. It gets crazy, right? Yeah, it's one of those shows that's like ah, that was like a season or two too long. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. So trusting these Canadians. I love it. 80s people. Eighties Canadians, you know. <laughs> Only like what? This is you said between nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty two. Very yeah. similar era to another movie about Canadians. An Oscar winner. Um, hmm. Doesn't take place Oscar. in Canada, but it's a it's not really about Canadians, but they hide out in the Canadian embassy. Oh Argo? Argo, yes. Yeah. They pretend to be Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the way they dress up to look like pr- like producers and stuff like that like mm-hmm. or just yeah their hairstyles the mustache like they each have like one of one of the characters at least has that hairstyle or those glasses or that mustache but. yeah the one guy uh we mentioned him god i forgot his name i always forget it. rory cochran from yeah. uh days and confused but also he was in flawless on you know the hoffman trajectory yep he has that really glorious look in argo yeah, he is like one of the better looks in that, yeah. But then you have Tate Donovan as like the main guy. Like oh, not from the, the from the OC. Yeah, the OC is Tate Donovan. OC, like I said, it's getting a revival right now cuz it's on HBO Max. A lot of people appreciating it. Um you know I love Bill Simmons and he had an interview the other day with the dad from the OC. Oh yeah. That guy's in a OC. bunch of stuff, but it was a great interview. Yeah, he was most recently in the hit Hulu movie, Palm Springs. Yes, 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 he was in Palm Springs. Did you see Palm Springs? Peter Gallagher. I did. Was Peter it good? Gallagher. Uh, yeah, I think it's getting a lot, not that it doesn't deserve it, but I think it's getting as much love as it is, and this is not a breaking comment of any kind, but because we have zero content out there. <laughs> Someone was talking about this, and they're saying, if things don't improve and they hold back more movies... Pete Davidson can get an Oscar nomination because we just don't have a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> Think of the movies that came out and you're like, holy shit. 
Yeah. I mean, they're already delaying the Oscars so that movies. Yeah, through... they extended it. They extended it. I forgot what year and what month that like they can come out and it still count. That is a blue blazer John Hurt was wearing. Hello? <laughs> oh my god. What? You didn't see this on your Mr. Skin search? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't remember this. No, like, boobs can be on YouTube? I don't think this is supposed to be on YouTube in the first place, so that's why. Good call. That's pretty funny. The only lady he's interested in is Lady Luck. So weird, this scene. (laughs) Did we get that? What was that? The character's name? Is that... I want like the his henchman the one that I said kind of looked like John Hamm. I want to figure out who he is on IMDb. Juan Hamon. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, no, we don't get his name. Come on, they weren't like Rodney. Just... Do something for me. You never know. He's hungover from gambling. <laughs> Stress. It's just as bad. <laughs> I don't know, that made me laugh. Really great cool. deals. Yeah. <laughs> like Las Vegas. <laughs> It's nighttime? Or is that, oh, I, I thought they were going to bed. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he sports gambles as well. I forgot about that. I kind of knew he did the horses. I didn't realize he did football, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that either. <laughs> That's a great toupee. That's real. (laughs) 
Is that true? He wants to win because he has the, so he has the money to keep losing. Yeah, I think uh, some loan shark is playing Doctor Phil right there. <laughs> Lazy guy. Come on, you're a transcriber. Just do it. Who's this guy? Canadian Stephen Dorf. <laughs> Intense scene. Hey, look. <laughs> Oh, God, don't bother uh, me at the airport. That's how I would know, like, I'm in too deep, like, people bothering me at the airport. Yeah. With my yeah. wife. <sighs> good glasses movie, gotta say that. It is, yeah, it's a very good glasses movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's my girlfriend, asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's more honest than he's been the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's true. I like how she's walking. Yeah. It looked like she was holding in a poop. <laughs> no, it's not like, you know, you don't usually walk in heels walk kind of thing. Okay. She's looking fancy for the flight. Yes. Which was very important back in the day. Yeah, things used to be a bigger deal. Even, like, going going out in general. It was like, wait, we're going out? And out meant, like, even to the supermarket, to the, to church, <laughs> to the bowling alley? Like, like now you're the kind of guy who just takes his shoes off in the plane, puts, some, puts his bare feet on the other guy's headrest. Yeah, I walk barefoot to the restroom. Ew. There you go. There's another one. Restroom. Yes. That's the weirdest one. That's probably the weirdest one. You haven't taken a rest in there? I've passed out on a toilet before, if that's what you're asking. A public toilet? No. (laughs) Dan, you're such a bad boy. I had such a weird moment. I'm like, did she just call him dad? Like, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm suddenly more turned on. And now there's mirrors on the ceilings, and this movie is getting kinky. Where are they? Because they're clearly not in a gambling spot, right? It looks like they're in Florida or something. Oh, I don't know. I miss. I must have missed. They the didn't really say ex- exterior if they did one. Just with just palm trees. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. But it didn't look like desert palm tree exterior, you know. Yeah, maybe Miami. <laughs> oh yeah, because doesn't he? The next scene is when he gets a cubano, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're not digging this music here? No. Okay, so it must be a place for casinos. Oh, there are in Vegas. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It just looked more tropical in the exterior than uh, the typical Vegas exterior. Like, they didn't show, like... The strip or anything. They just show four palm trees. 
Maybe they couldn't afford to get exteriors of Vegas. <laughs> she has such like an innocent look, you know? Yeah, really does. <laughs> oh no. Poor, poor kid. Yeah. That's so it's so shitty. That's so shitty. That's ugh, God. He could at least like demote him back to his old job or something if he's unhappy with his performance. I, I mean, obviously, multiple levels to the pandemic is keeping me from going to a casino. Um, but like right now, what I think twenty five percent or is it even fifty percent is allowed in casinos or something. Where? But I don't you know. Can't, the states are different. But, but you can't eat or drink inside. And, like, one of my biggest, like, how I rationalize to myself when I'm, like, getting Are you saying in I'm Jersey like, or? Yeah, in Jersey, yes. Okay. Sorry, in Jersey. Um, one of the biggest things I try to, like, rationalize if I. Yeah, I never lose, like, big or whatever, but I'm just in like. In life okay. or in a casino? <laughs> I'm, right now I'm talking in a casino. <laughs> and, um,. I'll be like, okay, so I just paid, like, that, you know, well-drink cocktail that I just had. It was a $20 drink. <laughs> like, yeah, just At least I had a little something from it. But, like, if you can't drink at the tables when gambling, then it's like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to go. I'm not. I did not understand that first time I was in a casino. Like, just free drinks when you Yeah, had. like, I did yeah. not. I'm like, but why? <laughs> I would gladly <laughs> pay for this beverage. <laughs> Uh, poor uh, Belinda. I had to look at her name for a second. Here he is. Here's your boy. Yeah. Again. God, such an AC Vegas rivalry in this movie. I didn't remember yeah. that. What? What? This is so like I I don't want to think that this happens. Like some AC guy is monitoring a Ve- a guy in Vegas and it's like, "Oh, I have a spy there." Brian, we will never have to worry about that. <laughs> wow, you don't you're, you don't think I can you know, win the table somewhere and even though I <laughs> I don't really play table games. Well, they're having that conversation because they like know him and they want him to come back. So, you would have to be I, I Multiple, multiple times successful. <laughs> oh, what, what an asshole. The, the cop behind him is so scary looking. Like, he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, he looks like a, like, hills have eyes guy. Yeah. <laughs> You haven't done this. Sorry, continue. No, I was going to say, like, not that she, maybe, if she doesn't even know anything about gambling, wouldn't she have just noticed, like, how many chips are around and stuff like that? Yeah, because even that, if that's a dollar, a chip. Exactly. It's still like you're betting a lot of money there. Yeah.
Like a Ted Danson. <laughs> There's a lot of like wannabe lookalikes in this movie. That would be such a weird experiment to specifically do with a movie. What, like, like a lot of people who look like not like exact like they're not trying to look like them. They're just people who happen to look like them. Yeah, that's a cool experiment. I was not, yeah, I, I and I was saying that, but then now you have my mind think going like even then like in like not that they're supposed to be them, but just people like that are like Ted Danson like impersonators or something. It's just really offbeat. <laughs> but I think yeah, it'd be weirder just like for it's like that guy kind of looks like yeah, know. I think that's more fun. Yeah, that's more fun. Yeah, it, like ruin ruins your brain. <laughs> this is your boy right here. Who the oh, ginger God. or no no the guy standing Dorf. up yeah. He's actually, he's a combination of, like, Steven Dwarf and, uh, oh, God, what's that actor's name from Memento? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does look like him. And he's, like, acting like him, kind of. Yeah. What's that actor's name? Guy Pierce, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-two thousand a year Canadian. In what year is this? Was a nineteen eighty-one at this point. Twenty-two Canadian. Twenty-two thousand Canadian dollars in nineteen eighty-one. Okay, let me do some. <laughs> How much did he win? <laughs> wow, okay, so in today's money, his salary mm-hmm. is like thirty thousand dollars. Uh, which is like really low for if you if you for, for the position he has. Yeah, this, for this like, is today's if, American money. If he was like a bank teller, like I have no idea. I would still think you should make a little more than that. Yeah, but no that's idea. around bank teller salary, honestly. I'm not good with knowing what salary should be because I've never made one my whole entire life. So. <laughs> <laughs> You never made one dollar entirely. You're a trust fund I've, baby. I've never, I've never, I've, I like, I don't know what salaries are. Like, I don't know what like a reasonable salary is. Uh, well, what does Joey pay you for doing this show? Uh, that's a good point. Hugs and friendship, but not right now because of COVID. So no hugs. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he looks like his character from, uh, oh god, my boyfriend's back right now. Yeah. The hair is. Don't blame it on her, you ass. But you've done all of this. You've done all <laughs> of this. Don't pretend you haven't. 
You're, it's it's true. It's true. <laughs> but you, I think it's more for foodie films, though. You go away and you're like, I need to get more food interviews. And then your significant other's like, oh, but Kyle, we're supposed <laughs> to spend some free time together. You're like, no, you're at the table. Like, I'm trying some tapas. <laughs> oh, you know me too well. This is just... I've had good tapas in Vegas. I have too. With you. True. <laughs> I think this is a good scene. Yeah, this is the best scene so far. They're acting. This is actually... Yeah, exactly. But why do you owe money to them? Because you have a gambling problem. Uh, it's not enough, oh girl. God. Don't do it, you fucking asshole. At least 40 to those guys. By the way, I don't know what your advertisement is on, on like your YouTube screen, or if you have one at all, but mine says I should watch. What's the worst that could happen? Free with ads. Starring Danny DeVito is, and Martin Lawrence. Is advertisements usually like right underneath the video? I'm, I'm, I'm not full screen so it's on the side i'm not full screen either this is up next top right um play the player's secret of a vegas whale (laughs) different though and then the very best of mel brooks with gene wilder and bancroft and then it goes like dot 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 to get married oh she thought they were getting married I wouldn't call those people normal. No offense. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think it's... most people like, I don't think, I don't think the majority of people secretly go to Vegas, not tell their significant other that they're getting married and it just happens. You know, I know that stuff does happen, but I think there are a lot of people get married in Vegas, but m- much more of it is more organized than, than we say, you know, or than, than movies would imply. Yeah, it's not like they were enjoying the night out and it was like romantic and they're drinking and it's just like, and they, pe- and then like there was, even they passed by a chapel and she's like, oh, that would be nice. And then all of a sudden he like disappears and she thinks he's maybe going to get like a ring or something and she finds him at the table. It's just like he was greedy from the get go. <laughs> I guess to be fair, at the, in this era, people didn't really have the, really big weddings unless you're you know like in the godfather or something so it wouldn't be as crazy to just have oh let's get married one weekend oh great we're married <laughs> and whenever that happened it, no matter what it was with a canadian accent you said so. <laughs> brian you're a sports fan where are they i don't know i don't know where they're supposed to be i'll look it up 
Like, you think they're in the actual, like, Maple Leaf Gardens? Like, you think they're in the actual arena? Or just, it's Canada. It could just be, like, a random hockey arena. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's probably just that. I love it. When's my suede jacket ready? <laughs> I would love to base my uh, travels upon dry cleaning, which I d- never dry clean anything. So, what if you have something that's dry clean only? What about like a suit? I, you put suits I, okay. in the wash? No, that's <laughs> su- no. Okay, but I don't wear suits to work, and so I just you know. It's not like I dry clean a suit after I wear one, like, each time, you know? No, you're not really supposed to. No, so... But you're a sweater. You're you're um, a man who <laughs> sweats a lot. You don't feel obligated sometimes? Like, oh boy, I had a wedding and I sweat a lot in this suit. It's more that uh, than after, like, getting... No, because that's, like, more on the shirt and everything like that. But also, most of the you time... You don't leg sweat? When I, it's, 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 it's a heavy, it's, it's more about the back and the chest, you know, and the fa- and face, it's head sweat, head sweat. Number one, I'm not a big, well, if you were going commando, you probably it's would different. Wanna... Humidity is different, you know, active versus humidity. Fair, fair. But I feel like it was gonna, and it doesn't matter. The Oshner file. His voice is so weird when he said that. Yeah, that was really weird. It's like they're being overdubbed by different people. Yeah. It's like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yeah. The Phantom. But no, yeah, the, m- most of my suits end up, uh, I dry clean them more because at the end of a wedding and when I'm at the hotel and just leave it on the floor, you know, at the end of the night. Usually not your floor either. No. Usually it's the brides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Oh God, what's that? Oh, fuck. Prima nocta, right? God, yes. <laughs> also, I felt... I mean, love how you felt the need to return to the suit dry cleaning company. It was more for my memory purposes. I feel really weird these days. Like, now that we're, like, I know we're not old, but just, like, the older we get, anytime I forget something, I'm like, is this due to something, or is is it, I just never, I I can't remember if I never had a good memory. It's just a... (laughs) Now we've lived long enough that we can forget significant amounts of time, and it's, like, not a big deal, even though it is a big deal. Like, it feels like a big deal, but really, realistically... Now I know what old people are like, oh yeah, I did do that that year, you know? That was a time <laughs> yeah. it was inconceivable to think like that. Yeah, like this summer is just going by so fast already. I don't know if you've been reading some Hoffman news, but since we don't do the mid-months, I thought I would share some if that's okay. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know if you read the article, or there's a couple articles recently that said that Philip Seymour Hoffman apparently said no to Michael Scott's role in The Office. I don't know how true that is. Really? 
That's what I read, yeah. I'm saying really to him, like, even just being... Considered. No, I know, like, really? Why yeah. could, he, how could he do that? No, no, I get that. Well, you know what? I'm totally not putting the timetable correctly. Like, he's not a best actor at that point. No. You know? So, huh. What a weird That's trajectory a, that would have been. What a weird, yeah, what a weird alternate multiverse that is. I mean, he's someone that, not that Steve Carell obviously has a great career outside of uh, the office, but like, I felt like I I think he like felt like he had to leave to really push forward with it. Well, that's what think... everyone thought, but actually, he's recently been like that is not the case. NBC was really like nasty about my deal. Um, yeah, I wanted to go make movies, but I wanted to finish The Office. He's like, I, I denied it at the time, but I did not leave on good terms, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because everyone thought, oh, you know, he's making movies now. This is what's best for him. But no, he wanted to continue. They just, they couldn't come to a contract. Oh, but, uh, yeah, so the first two people offered were Philip Smith Hoffman and Paul Giamatti. And both said no. Ah, Paul Giamatti. Um, and then here are all the people who are considered for Michael Scott, because it's really annoying. I'm not even going to say them all, but David Arquette, Jason Lee, uh, some of these people I don't even know. Horatio Sands, oh my god. Owen Wilson, uh, Hank Azaria, Rick Moranis, Kevin Nealon, god. Dan Aykroyd, John Favreau, Eugene Why Levy. god to Kev- poor Kevin Nealon? <laughs> I love Kevin Nealon. I love Kevin Nealon, but I could not picture that. Uh Christopher Guest, Jason Siegel, Andy Richter, Jeff Garland, Cedric the Entertainer, Richard Kind. Oh, I like Richard Kind. Uh, Matthew Broderick, <laughs> William H. Macy, Paul F. Tompkins, Stanley Tucci, interesting, Steve Buscemi, Gary Cole, Stephen Colbert, and John C. Riley. However, they were realistic, and the finalists famously were Steve Carell and Bob Odenkirk, and they went with Carell. Oh, that's funny that they brought in yeah, that's Bob why. Odenkirk. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that was well, one of the Hoffman news stories. But again, we can, we okay. can focus on the movie. There's rain and there's drama. <laughs> well, I'm happy for Bob Odenkirk in the sense... I mean, he already, like, obviously had so much, like... Like, what, whether he became, like, a household name, but, like, between, you know... Uh, just, I mean, he, he had already enough credits under his name at that time, you know? That. Yeah, but, like, he was not a household... Like... He needed a signature project and... Yeah, so I'm happy for him that, like, Breaking Bad and then to Better Call Saul, yeah. So, there's actually a lot of Hoffman news that I wrote down. Um, There's been a lot of Almost Famous talk recently, so a lot of people have been talking about him, including Cameron Crowe. He he said uh, around July 4th that Hoffman was as brilliant as you think he is... He was more. So he, he was just gushing over Hoffman's performance. And we agree, obviously. But I think we mentioned this previously, but he had the flu when he shot those Lester scenes in, in, uh, crazy in Almost Famous. And uh, he talks about that more. Apparently he had earbuds. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the quote right. Mm hmm. 
that like he just became Lester basically. Like that's what it's all about. It's awesome. The Ringer again, like I said, I'm a Bill Simmons fan, but The Ringer just did a podcast. Um, what do you? They have a great show called Rewatchables where they just yeah, it's essentially yeah. they watch a movie, but they just did Twenty Fifth Hour. I didn't listen to the episode, but I wanted to, but because it was supposed to be a really good episode. So you guys could check that out if you want some more 24-hour stuff, but... 25th hour. 25th hour, yeah. 25th hour, sorry. Under the boardwalk. (laughs) I wonder... I'm going to look up the filming locations... Yeah, I'm very curious about these locations. Sunshine Clear Corporation. Toronto, well, Niagara yeah. Falls, and Atlantic City. Oh, cool. So, not Vegas. That's why. Uh, that's it's why kind of funny they can get like a sh- yeah. shout. It's just like a, a shot of casinos. Like a shot. I mean, they definitely, I mean, they haven't even shown, like, it's not like they're making him go to a specific casino here, you know? But, um, hmm. It's, yeah, it's just weird that they didn't show, like, the strip at least, like, and just, like, cars driving down it or something. Yeah, something. So the one, uh, one more bit of news that I wanted you to read, and I forgot to mention it to you. It's from about a month ago on IndieWire. There's a great article, um, where... Jesse Plemons talks about Philip Seymour Hoffman's scene in The Master with him and how Pig Fuck was improvised. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, apparently, like, Hoffman was getting frustrated that day. He didn't know what direction he wanted to go, and he just kept taking it to a different level, taking it to a different level. And he just blurted out, you pig fuck! Obviously, we know the line. And they're like, that's gold. So definitely check out that article on IndieWire. Ooh, that's a good one. Jesse Plemons, who, if he wasn't famous, would be in the great experiment of people that look like actors. That... Yeah, he looks like a bunch of actors. Yeah. Would you watch a movie that was just this, like, security camera footage and, like, European trance in the background? No. Just looking at the IMDb, a thought I always have when it comes to, like, this movie, or seeing the poster at least, it, it doesn't it look like a Grand Theft Auto cover? <laughs> I could see that. Gonna see if the screenwriter did any other. Nope. Hm. Interesting. This movie does not have a lot of stay power. Again, it's not streaming anywhere, which is confusing, but there are a lot of movies that get lost in the streaming shuffle. We we know this, and I hope that's not the case for this one. I hope some service picks it up. But when HBO Max came out, there was a good percentage of movies that had never been on streaming, that suddenly were on streaming. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe... Or suppose I was using my parents' HBO Go, and so supposedly I guess I could sign in with that. To HBO Max? I don't know. I, I checked there, though. 
It, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying for this movie. I'm just saying to check it oh, out. Oh, no, because it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be on here. Because um, it said it was on HBO Go when I looked it up, but it wasn't. So maybe they pulled it to put it on the Peacock or something. Who knows? Not that this is like a featured movie for a streaming service. I feel like um, Amazon is not good with updating like when they've removed something because... I'll search usually on, you know, when yeah, because no, yeah, on Roku or something, but that's not Amazon's job. No. This is a weird movie pace wise. I'm not saying it's bad, but like, yes, it does up the ante. But not, yeah, like, there's a bit, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, all other like gambling movies like they uh, it takes it to like I'm not like I need violence but like there's been no it's just a very internal thought like threat and just like people like really just like the closest we got was just to like the guy like knocking on the car window you know like to him before and him pushing down the locks like there's been yeah <laughs> yeah Boom. What? You... No, I just like... He said, well done, Mahoney. I was like, boom. Ah. <laughs> Do you want that, like, ah. dice or die thing? That die he's, statue? He's, yeah. He's a lot of cubes because he's playing with a Rubik's Cube with the... What? Is the Rubik's <laughs> is the Rubik's cube like meant to show that he's like always oh, thinking? Yes. How are they not like? Oh, this is probably fraud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, didn't they just do like they found out that he makes how much a year? So like, they know where he works, right? Yeah. Like, they do so much due diligence, but they don't, like, call his office. Or, yeah, just sort of, like, with the due diligence that they do and, like, the world that they work in, they wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's clearly taking money from the bank. I don't, I'm not that I ever will, but I don't ever want to run a casino. This is like the stuff you have to talk about. Yeah, I love that we're, like, this is a movie about the inner workings of, like, the casinos. I, I don't want to criticize this movie. I don't hate this movie at all, but I think it's one of these stories that there's not enough meat on the bone to have a full movie that they're, like, grasping at straws for what they think we care about. Yeah, that's a good point. Ooh. 
ooh, you know what I'm going to do right now for fun? I'm going to read Leave. the... <laughs> I'm going to read the comments on YouTube. <laughs> wow. Oni Mahoney not doing it for you today. Well, no, no, no. Since, I mean, like, we've been talking other stuff. I'm not... So, one year ago... Um, Someone wrote, so glad they haven't taken this down. So this has been on here a while. Really miss Philip Seymour Hoffman. Gifted man he was. Thanks for the upload. Nice. Um, let's see. I'll go to the next one. And so, like, reading the comments on that comment. I'll just go to the next By one. the way, uh, like, you reminded me, and I looked it up earlier, but I forgot to mention it. This movie has really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. 79% by the critics, 75% by the audience. That's solid. That's really good. So it's surprising, again, that it's so hard to find. Well, not on YouTube, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the best part of this story was, uh, spoiler alert, the guy's wife, to be honest, the idea that somebody would stay with you after all that is gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring people something. to push the envelope with a... Uh... <laughs> I love this one. L- loses ten million. Casino to you. Here you go. Ribs, no sauce, and a coke. <laughs> Here's one from Rotten Tomatoes. A great movie on the drawbacks of gambling. Once again, Hoffman is putting together masterpieces away from the view of most of the general general public. A shame. It is a shame. Ooh. Oh, I love they they have great scenes together. They actually have really good chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would like this uh, this review from Bill S. on Rotten Tomatoes, March 22nd, 2015. The movie itself is average, but Hoffman's Mahoney makes a dullard fascinating. <laughs> dullard, one of my favorite words. I haven't used that in a while. <laughs> I, can, I can agree with that. Like, it's definitely a, a good Hoffman performance, but what isn't? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I'm not going to read it, but there's like this one guy that wrote a comment that's like really long and it's just going into his struggles as like oh a no. gambler. Oh yeah. no. Do you want to watch uh, Dirty Work instead? That's one of the suggestions. <laughs> is this wrote, really a movie about dry cleaning? <laughs> it is. That's what, that's what they're pressing. Get it? Yes, yes, I got it. Someone wrote, excellent movie. This movie ranks up there with The Days of Wine and Roses. Don't know what that is. Uh, should be shown in Should be shown in schools to prevent anyone from becoming addicted to gambling. Huh. The Days of Wine and Roses is a 1962 film. As you can imagine about the dangers of gambling, it seems like. <laughs> Boy, a lot of... I have to watch this once a year to keep oh, myself in check. <laughs> well, I don't Thanks mean to laugh, but like, I don't <laughs> mean to laugh. I didn't expect that. No, so sorry. The the days of wine and roses. Kyle, put it on your list. 
It's about alcoholism. Oh God, do I start going in that category? What's... I mean, it, it does seem like it's a. If you did Fatso, you have to do this film. I guess. Yeah. It looks good. It's about a, a two martini lunch. I mean, that's different than uh, like leaving Las Vegas, you know. Yes. Yes. Jack Lemon and Jack Klugman. Wow. Jack Attack. <laughs> Let's do that podcast. Your boy, your boy again. Hmm. Just do it. <laughs> I want to see what happens. <laughs> Here we go. Love, Liza is another great Hoffman film. Yes, William, we know this. Thank you. <laughs> ooh, ooh. This is not good. This is... A... I just read this fact. I kind of read a similar fact, but this is puts it a little differently. So, Oni Mahoney uh, was done for $10 million. We know that uh, the real-life guy stole $10 million. Owning Mahoney was only a little bit more successful than the real-life Mahoney because it only made $1 million. So, lost a lot of money, this film, ironically. Isn't that weird? Like, a movie about a gambler losing a lot of money? Yeah. <laughs> ends up being a film that loses almost the same amount of money? Which is a shame, because it's not worth... It shouldn't have lost that much money. No. Good assessment. I'm trying to find your guy. That's what I've been looking for. Sorry if I've been quiet. Oh, the one that I said that looks like John Hamm? Yeah. Yeah, I can't find him on there either. But I'm on Wikipedia now just trying to see. It's so weird. <laughs> like, never been to Niagara Falls. I mean, it's almost like saying, oh, have you been to the top of the Empire State Building, maybe, you know? But you can go, they don't charge you just to, like, look at it. But I, even if it was free, I don't think I'd go to the top of the Empire State Building as, like, the top things on my list. I don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Con, is it this guy? Sorry, I'm still on the hunt. 
Yes, I found him. You're gonna love. You're gonna love his uh, Wikipedia. Oh, it's not a Wikipedia. Just Google him. His name's Conrad Dunn. Uh huh. But look at like the images that come up. Is <laughs> that such a nice smile? <laughs> you love this kind of music. This is like early Fast and Furious music, you know. Triple uh, X, like Middle Eastern vibe to it. Yeah, it just this reminds me of like Triple X is like the things are gonna do, do for my country. country. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're trying to up the stakes. With this music, but it's not really. It, again, I, I agree with you. I think like the music choice they could have done differently. That's all. Again, I, I don't hate this movie. I like this movie. It's intriguing. It's interesting. It's just. I think there could have been some like simple tweaks to it to made it more compelling. Yeah, maybe it's a little long. Because I feel little... like the same thing keeps happening. Well, it's because it does. <laughs> Like, does anyone watch this and expect him to win and become a millionaire and, like, be happy with his wife? (laughs) I mean, I love these shots, though. Like, the music might be a little odd, but I do love these shots. Like him looking at the table. Not necessarily like the macro, like these, like. Yeah. I love that they're just letting him deal. You know what's weird in this movie, too? And I'm fine with it, but. They don't really go into, like, the rules of the game, like, uh. Like Casino Royale, like, if this card is worth more than this card, he wins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Does it remind you of at all of another Philip Seymour Hoffman movie where he's at a craps table or whatever? Yeah, tables? Hard, hard, hard Eight. Yeah. The gambling series, Come This on. and Hard yeah, Eight. Yeah, exactly. Come on, old timer. <laughs> Come on, it's fun, fun. Have you ever played 70,000 a hand? I have, yeah. Worked out for me. That's why I'm in my room in Jersey City. I mean, you could still have done that and be in a room in Jersey City. No one knows what your room looks like. <laughs> oh, so they didn't fire the guy. You notice that he's in the background? Yeah. No, he was in another scene in between those. I guess, like, they brought him back, I think, when they heard he was doing Coming from Vegas, you know? Makes sense. Because they thought it, they lost him to Vegas, but once he put that 250 into whatever this cas- casino's, like, vault is, or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, not worth it. I don't. I wouldn't get a thrill of this. I would just be nervous. Uh, 
Wait, what's going on now? I think he won big. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got from what the guy just said? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, this guy, like, not he's not compelling whatsoever. <laughs> not trying to hate on you. Okay. He just, he just doesn't look the role. And there's not a good, like... An interesting look, it's just... He's got know. an interesting look, he just doesn't look the role, or, like, I don't even know, like, what his, like... You know, to com- to go back to Catch Me If You Can, like, the relationship that builds between Tom Hanks' character and Leonardo DiCaprio. For- forget, like, the actors that are doing it, but just, like, what's written is far more compelling. Fair. Like, this is probably way closer to real life. Yeah. Know? But... I-, I agree with that. That's why you read real life in, like, articles. You don't want real life in, like, on screen in front of you, you know? Walk away. This guy's going to get fired. I think his gamble, I think, is like, if he walks away, he's definitely going to get fired. But he's hoping Mahoney will, like, chip him up, you know? Yeah, if he's, if he's winning a million dollars and the guy was the one who advised you to walk away, I'd give him at least 50 grand, right? Uh, yeah, I would, I would hope At so. At least. <laughs> it's such a funny image. I think 10 mil is his, like, golden number, you know? He's up 9 mil. What's another mil? I wonder what's, like, the smart thing. Like, obviously, walk away when you have the most money, but you don't know that. Like, if you lose three big times in a row, two, you know, ten. I mean, obviously, he can't do this in this situation, but my general... uh, will just prove to how little I gamble, like, in quantity-wise of, like, betting. Uh, Whenever, like, I am... Whenever, whenever I win what I'm initially betting with, like if I go and I get uh, chips in change for $200, $300, as soon as I 
start winning, I just put it in like my front pocket. Gotcha. And then I just play with what chips are on the table. Only like a few times have I then like broken that and then I just like lose that money. But most of the time I end up like losing just a little money or breaking even if I, if I, do, if I don't win. But I also only play blackjack. I don't play poker. I don't play craps. I don't play roulette. Oof. Yep, this guy was right. It's just funny that everyone at the casino was not, like, in line with this guy, you know? Like, oh, God. Is he trying to get promoted to Vegas? Or is he being sarcastic? I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, they're going to love you because he's taking all of his money, so he's not going to be able to go back to Vegas and lose it there, maybe? Maybe. So who's really owning Mahoney? The casino? His gambling habit? Life. Life, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you're making me feel worse. Just take it. <laughs> nope. Do the casinos close in AC? Mm, I don't think so. Right? Like, they're, like, cleaning up. Like, I know they don't close in Vegas. Maybe they used to? I don't know. True, true. Because, like, if it's 1980, like, didn't, like, gambling just kind of start in Atlantic City around that time? I think so. Legally, right? Like, Like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. It's not, like, Boardwalk Empire. They kiss. <laughs> Is he fired again? No. He... I... What? Because he was telling him to leave at the table. He gambled and lost. This is your guy. I'm a detective. I investigate things. True Detective Canada. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the true detective. Just bland and... I'm sorry, Canadians. I'm not trying to be... I'm <laughs> That's mean. Amer- I'm such I love an Canada. American right now. Yeah, but just even like their cop cars are yellow. Yeah, it's, it's like... So those are, that's the so taxi sweet. color, guys. Yeah. You're going to be so confused. <laughs> you guys are loony. <laughs> 15 minutes left of the film.
if it wasn't for like two of those scenes, I would be like, like, still, it's kind of a waste of Mini Driver. But at least she, they had like two scenes that they could like kind of go back to back with one another. Or toe to toe, I should say. Oh, give me a second. Hold on. Okay. So this is kind of like when Brian goes to get a drink, but it's going to answer the door. And uh, at least, you know, you know, this is such an odd movie in the sense of also, we've given a couple examples, but he never does anything lavish for himself. Not in... Cars, not in outfits. This isn't Goodfellas or Casino. Well, I don't know if someone's going to come to my door or not, but... They were incessantly ringing for some reason. Hmm. Are they all? I forgot this part. This is funny. Yeah. This is one of the more iconic parts of the film. Do you need that many cop cars? Is he armed? I don't know. Well, Canada is known for its excessive police force. Yes. And gun violence. Yeah. I love it. This is this is a Canadian like cop car chase. <laughs> Come on, he keeps like, <laughs> you shots at our, our neighbors. Yeah, but it's north. just like it's like softball right now. You're just lobbing it up, and it's just like for your <laughs> guys. Any Canadians, if you're listening, I am from New Jersey. I am from what they call the armpit of America. Okay, so like the only thing that gets worse in pop culture, like. Hating on states is Florida, I think, is a schlong. So, <laughs> and you're the reason Mahone, Mahoney's bad. He lost all the money in New Jersey. Exactly. So take it in stride. Take it from somebody that, like, you know, knows it as well, and gets shit. So. Like, this is the most, like, out of the whole movie, this is the most movie moment. I don't, I mean, if this did happen in real life, that on his last time of betting, he's driving his car, and that many cop cars come, and his car breaks down. Why would they do that? Like, that seems so dangerous. Like, he could try to evade them, and they would have to do something drastic, right? Like, why don't they just get him walking out of his home? Yeah. He's not in well, I guess hiding. At that, well, I guess at that point, because his car broke down, right? I guess, but, like, it just feels like a weird, like, oh, let's get him while he's in his car. Because also, it's not like they were, like, they were all tailing him, so it's not like they were seeing, like, if he was going to go somewhere, and... Yeah. 
lead them to a different source for it them did create to... a cool shot so it is what it is and again we yeah, sound hence, critical we're not being so so critical. so if this didn't if this some something that was conjured up in the movie this is like the most movie moment in the movie yeah <laughs> a shortfall. That was our budget. <laughs> if you belong, if you were a customer at that bank, and then you read that article, wouldn't you take your money out like right away? Uh, I don't know. Canada's like guarantees and stuff. It depends how much money I had too. Yeah. They're not going to lose the amount of money I have in the bank, I'll tell you that much. Dan Mahoney? That's his girlfriend. Has the best outfits. Yeah. Is that a kimono or just like a silk? Like it's a kind of, it looks like like a kimono shirt, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I guess it's a kimono. We we haven't seen a waist down, but if that was just a shirt, that'd be so glorious. I like to think that this is from Maury Chaikin's personal wardrobe. <laughs> a little yoga. Mm, yoga. What a what a very uh, you know today thing in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes from like the, I guess it got popular in like the hippie times, so. But not like classes, I feel like, you know. No, I think so. But I think there's, I think there's like a yoga renaissance in like now times. Oh, uh, okay. What do I think he's going to say? Like, I did it! <laughs> Wait, they just, like, let him go back with his girlfriend? Yeah, he's innocent to proven guilty. They suspended her? That's not right. Oh, yeah, I mean... It's precautionary, right? Oh, I forgot she where she works. Never mind. Yeah. She shoots him. <laughs> Again, their scenes are really great together. Because it's the most, like, it's not a fast-paced movie, but it's the most moments that we're allowed to breathe. Yeah. And, like, again, this and is it's... where you see Hoffman's acting, like, this is a real moment. Yeah, exactly. And, like, even though he had scenes with, like, an, an amazing actor like John Hurt, they don't get to have, like, I mean, cause they, I guess because there's no emotion there. Yeah. It's just, like, cold and calculated and about business. I know that reviewer said it, but I hope he's grateful that she didn't leave him. 
She has every reason to leave him. Every. It's not like he was secretly like a good boyfriend and then he was doing this on the side. She had no idea, you know? Yeah. He was also like, not like an incredible jerk to her, but certainly like when they were on vacation, he ignored her and stuff. What an encouraging thing to say in that moment. I mean. Yeah. But this gives gamblers false hope. <laughs> or a false sense of safety. Yeah. Yeah. Don't treat her like Dan did, people. Don't treat the person you love like this. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and they get to go to the falls. See, this is this would worry me. I would think he was well. They probably think he's not going to go to the U.S. because he's probably wanted there as well. Yeah, but even the fact that like he's not wearing a poncho, I would also be like, oh, he's going to jump off. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you're right on the border right here. They just hop I wonder what bar- the decision to not have him wear a poncho meant. They just maybe like for the image, like they didn't want that poncho image to be a thing i guess yeah or just like he just doesn't care at this point <laughs> scale of one to a hundred never really hear that i feel like yeah i feel like that's more accurate though than one to ten uh, yeah i like this this guy yeah me too i like, I like his vibe I like that he talks like this. Yeah. He's like an Italian Mike Tyson. <laughs> Italian Canadian Mike Tyson. Wait, with the max of 20? Uh, he asked him another question, which I didn't hear because we were talking. Oh, yes. Sorry. Six years sentence. Good to know. Good to know. He's staying clean. Well, in 2004 <laughs> no, or three. <laughs> At a court settlement. Yes, he's not a real person, but in Atlantic City, it's called Dan Mahoney Day. Huh. <laughs> Dan Mahoney Day. Oh, yeah, 1985. The casino shut down. I'm reading the article about it now. Snake eyes. That was their penalty. If you think about it, that's a huge penalty. Like, not making money a day is like a huge penalty for a casino. Um, yeah. All right. Again, so that was owning Mahoney, as we saw on YouTube, and not much to say here because because of our snafu. Next time, next time we're here, we're going to be watching once again "Scent of a Woman." So yeah, no Wheel of Hoffman, nothing else that way. Yeah, I guess else? we'll do we'll, we'll do Wheel of Hoffman for like for two two yeah. films. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so just a reminder, guys, you can check me out on High School Slumber Party. That's my other podcast here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. And Kyle, you have another one as well? Yep, Foodie Films. You heard it here with all those barbecue ribs with no sauce and a Coke. So, <laughs> Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, guys, so much for watching along with us, listening with us, and always, always being great Hoff fans out there. Kyle, you wanna, you wanna end the episode as usual? Oh, uh, don't you know? No, that's like that's like Minnesota. <laughs> you always right? do that. Yeah, yeah that's, I always do. It's that. like Wisconsin, Tor- like Bobby's mom. In Toronto, yeah, in Toronto. So stay on cool. cool. Oh, stay, oh, that was good. Stay on cool. cool. Stay on cool. Stay on cool. Sex a thing, sex a thing, you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along, you sex a thing. Needed you so